Great, fantastic. Um, hi everyone, hope you're well on this wonderful Friday. Um, thanks for joining this session, one that I'm really looking forward to really getting into. Um, for those who have joined previously, uh, thank you. Hope you enjoyed our session yesterday, focusing on data analytics with Ubu Africa. Um, they touched a lot you know, around technology and of course digitalization. And I think today's panel will really delve into that in a lot more detail. Um, so yeah, really excited to get into it. And so before I introduce the people with the knowledge, and I'll keep quiet for a while, um, I just wanted to introduce myself and what we do in case you don't know. Um, so my name is Gabriel Jala, I'm founder of Africa Sports Unified. Um, we are a strategic consulting and you know content hub for the Pan-African sports market. Um, and essentially, our aim is to help to develop a sustainable uh, Pan-African sports ecosystem. And of course, the way that we do this is uh, through our content that we produce and the series such as this, which really you know, helps the market understand what's going on and what's happening. And so with series such as this, we hope to do that and we hope that you find it valuable. Um, and so, as I said, today we'll be getting straight into the topic of the FIFA Digital Skills, the FIFA Plus, which is a great platform. Uh, and I'm so excited to hear from both Dave Roberts, who is actually, he said I shouldn't say this, but you know, I won't say brainchild, but he's been very integral <laughs> behind um, everything that's happened. Um, and also Solomon Bidege as well from FIFA. Um, and if you don't know Solo, he's an amazing guy. Um, he's head of development programs for Africa. And so before, you know, we get into the questions, just a few housekeeping rules. Um, after the introductions, both Dave and Solo will give insights um, into the platform and give us a bit of an understanding, of course, how it benefits the African member associations. If you do have any questions, please just drop them in the comment section. We'll definitely endeavour to ask them to our panellists um, any questions you have. Um, there is no thing as a silly question, so please um, don't hesitate. And so just in case you are unaware um, of FIFA Plus or FIFA Digital Skills platform, um, as it says, you know, FIFA Digital Skills is an educational platform designed to develop expertise of professionals in FIFA's 211 member associations on all things digital through a dedicated e-learning platform and a series of live masterclasses. And there's a quote as well that I think's um, so pertinent to this topic and the theme that we're focused on. It's actually taken from uh, Kenny Jean-Marie, who's a member of FIFA. And she says that as the world changes around us, we need to invest in people so that they are better placed to embrace the future. Um, and yeah, I think the platform definitely does that. Um, Solo has given me access to it and uh, Quite ashamedly, he pointed out a few things that we can improve on our website. So again, thanks for that solo. But yeah, the platform is very intuitive and very useful. And so enough from me. Um, I guess let's just get straight into the questions. And I see a few people have joined. So just to reiterate, please, if you do have any questions, just put them in the comment section and we will endeavor um, to ask them. Great. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Um, such a pleasure to have you here. And so the first question I'm going to ask, I will pose this to Dave. So just a bit of context, right? We have seen an emphasis from FIFA um, 
in terms of the use of digital assets or digitalization to solve some solutions. We've seen that uh, at the World Cup with the VAR or, or the tech in the football. Um, and also it's a drive for the MAs. So Dave, again, if you can maybe just explain, you know, what's the reason behind this drive or, or the purpose behind it in terms of moving to more uh, digitalization? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for inviting us on. Uh, it's quite simple, really. Uh, that's that's our future. Um, the digital um, ecosystem is is here. We're, we're part of it. We're living and, and breathing it. And a lot of our members, all 211 federations, are not the Germanys, the Spains, the Italys, um, the Englands of this world, where they are fairly mature. Um, they are commercially successful. Uh, the majority, uh, the truth is, the majority aren't that that level of, of, of football federation, of football association, and we just took it upon ourselves to suddenly start thinking about how do all of our members, all 211, you know, whether it is an England or a Germany or a France or a Spain, um, or whether it's uh, a Vanuatu or whether it's um, an Aruba in the Caribbean, or whether it's Comoros, uh, a member of CAF. You know, we are responsible as, as, as the world governing body, so we should be responsible in trying to at least um, develop a, a digital strategy for our members where we can take the lead and we can possibly do things and provide things and create things that a member on its own can't. So it's securing the digital futures of, of all the football federations around the world. It's, it's as simple as that. I think you're on mute, Gabriel, or at least I can't hear you. So. You're right, because I am on mute. Thanks for that solo. <laughs> um, so, Dave, just to touch on what you said in terms of, you know, digitalization is the future and taking to acknowledgement the majority of the uh, member associations within FIFA who may not be as mature as maybe other, um, other markets. So just want to specifically, you know, highlight the digital skills platform as an example um, of this emphasis, um, if you can, if you can maybe elaborate further um, on its purpose um, and you know the, the solutions that it will solve and create. Yeah, um, our digital journey over the past three years uh, at FIFA in in relation to the members has been pretty organic. So we came up with the strategy of building FIFA Plus, uh, which its aim is is very simple. It's to try and provide football fans all around the world uh, exactly what they want in one place. It's a one-stop shop, so therefore we can grow a huge football audience. And once we have that football audience, we can deliver that to, to the federations, to our members, and and, and get them to utilise it as, as, as they wish. Um, the skills and the experience that we, we built around FIFA Plus and if you like the supplier list, the vendor list that we were able to create also with additional skills and knowledge gave us the idea of how, how can we leverage all of this? How can we package this all together for the benefit of, of, of education for the members? And that's where digital skills was born. So FIFA Plus came first, but because of FIFA Plus, we were then able to, to build digital skills. Um, and the Academy launched just before the World Cup. Its first live sessions were on the 12th of January. Um, and it really is just encapsulating all the skills, all the knowledge, um, the database. Um, obviously, we've plugged an awful lot of e-learning modules into that as well to, to supplement the live masterclass sessions. And 
all purely and simply designed to offer from the base the, the most basic level of understanding of, of, of digital skills to to help our member or the, the staff of our member federations improve and, and build capacity whether that's how best to use social media uh, as simple as that a starting point all the way through intermediate and even into advanced levels you know where we could start talking about the power of single sign-on and the use of programmatic ad revenue generation on digital platforms and and we could confuse people totally but you know that's what it's all about it's it, it's about utilizing the skills the knowledge we've got for the betterment of uh, of our members staff and the teams on the ground brilliant brian i've seen your question and i've got that lined up already so i want to ask that don't worry about that um so dave you mentioned in terms of you know FIFA Plus originally, and this was so, so consequently afterwards, this was a solution, an idea that came up that you that you looked into in a bit more detail. Well, in terms of the uh, FIFA Plus platform, which itself was quite innovative once announced, um, how has the rollout and adoption um, of this new platform been? And obviously it's still early doors for the digital skills platform. Is there any synergies or similarities based on the adoption of FIFA Plus that you're currently seeing uh, in the digital skills platform? Yeah. Um, Both platforms, thankfully, have have rolled out pretty successfully. Uh, We give ourselves some some pretty meaty targets to try and achieve in terms of FIFA Plus. You know, we were looking at in excess of 200 million uniques in terms of users of the platform by the the end of the World Cup. And and I'm pleased to say, you know, we've succeeded in that score. Um, Early adopters was Africa. Um, It's unbelievable the acceleration we saw in terms of adoption rates across Africa when you compare that with all the other continents uh, across the globe. And we're seeing a parallel journey in in digital skills. Uh, Digital skills, as I say, the first live session was was almost exactly uh, four weeks ago. Um, and the figures that are now coming through with whether it's user rate, whether it's completion of e-learning enrollments, uh, you can you can guarantee out of the six confederations that it's the CAF nations that are leading the way. So we're seeing direct parallels, and uh, it's wonderful to see you know Africa embracing this. Great, it's good to hear. Um, and so I want to maybe hone in a bit more on specifically um, Africa and its MAs. Um, just for everyone to be aware of, um, Solo has kindly joined us from a wonderful part of the world. Um, he's actually on a new leave, so there could be some connectivity issues, but he's here to uh, obviously chip in and give you his insights in terms of specifically how it's rolling out for the um, MAs in Africa. And obviously Dave will, um, will um, provide his insight as well on that. So let's just get straight into it, Solo. We've spoken, I mean, Dave's mentioned already how CAF and Africa have been early adopters of it. Now, specifically with the platform, how does a platform such as digital skills benefit the MAs, African MAs? Well, thanks, Gabriel. And thanks, Dave, for allowing me to join you here. As uh, Gabriel explained, I'm in the eastern part of uh, Zimbabwe, in the eastern highlands, but it's really great to be here. Uh, and I think uh, Dave and the team around the FIFA Digital Skills Platform have clearly indicated what you're trying to get out of this. Uh, the three principles that I focused on and which immediately struck me when they did this was educate, elevate, and empower. And that's what uh, we're able to, to provide with this particular platform. They've been able to walk this fine line of having 
something that's accessible to all 211 member associations, uh, all of different abilities and competencies in terms of digital skills. Uh, but there is something in there for everyone. And uh, for our member associations in Africa, it's something that's being requested or asked for in the past, support for those who want to do something more on their social media channels, who might not have the expertise internally, who might understand that it's costly to get some of this information. And I think Dave and the team have been able to get really good uh, content coming in from industry leaders uh, in, in, in this particular aspect of the digital skills pro program. So I've, I'm not surprised at all by the early adoption and the interest uh, in this platform from the African MAs because it's something that they really have been uh, asking for. Any delays which might have been experienced in rolling it out was to be in a position to actually roll out something which had had good engagement before, which was authentic. No one is trying to upsell, upsell anything. No one is uh, trying to give them more than they need. It's all available. And it's then up to the member associations to see what works with them and uh, to see how we can get the best uh, out of it. So a lot of been, has been done in the past. Some efforts have been done on OTT platforms and digital skills. But for people, FIFA to authentically come through with this and to give it it's sort of this quality assurance aspect of it with Dave and the team uh, and the other ECTA and everyone else who's involved in it, leading it and making it available. I think people have quickly realized what a great opportunity it is for the African member associations. I'm on mute again. I said it's a good point, so no, thanks for that. Um, so a question is coming, which I actually want to pose to Dave, right? And it's something that you mentioned as well. Um, so you mentioned that you know CAF are early adopters. Um, and the question that Donald has asked is, why do you think that is? And maybe as well, Dave, maybe just touch on the um, um, the whole process in terms of the consultation and the actual due diligence that you've done with these MAs. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to answer that. Great question. Why would uh, the Africa federations uh, be more of an early adopter than others? Um, I think I think Solo touched on this. It's it's something the members have been asking. Um, it's certainly something we did go out to the members and consult with to say this is an idea we have. We don't want to we we don't want to create something that we think you need uh, and then push it upon you. Uh, it really was going out and doing proper consultation. This is this is an idea. This is the concept. What do you think? How can we shape it? Uh, is it needed? Um, so it was a real full. Um, two-way two-way process between between ourselves and uh and i've got to give a big shout out to to Ector, who's my head of the digital skills program um she i mean she operates at 100 miles an hour she she doesn't know anything below 100 percent the way she works and um yeah the feedback we got you know helped shape what the offering was so uh, effectively when we went to market with it now market being the 211 um, federations around the world um, it was it, it, it really took off and, and accelerated very quickly. And, and I like to think that's because there's been direct input from the member associations. There's been direct uh, input from our uh, MA division, uh, the member association division, which Solomon's been a, a key part of. And let's let's not forget that, you know, when we started, Solomon was heading the team across Africa that we were engaging with and we got some huge input. Uh, from that team as well so you know a lot of views and, and 
and a, lo a lot of the way the product's been shaped um, has been has been crafted by uh, by people who are in regular contact with the member associations. Great, um, fantastic. So, solo, in terms of you know the platform, digital skills. How would this help, like in the actual day-to-day -day running of operations? How you know would this help the the MAs? On my side, firstly, I see it more as trying to get uh, an extension of the MA's corporate identity as much as we can. Uh, some are active through these digital platforms, through the social media platforms, and at the very least, uh, through search engine optimization. Uh, it's a big ask for some of our member associations to ask them to use their corporate emails. People are more conveniently mm -hmm. using solomon123 at gmail.com but it shouldn't be like that. Let's adopt a corporate identity and extend it through these different platforms. Uh, it also comes to uh, the digital platforms act as a means of communications, as you would understand. You know, you only have to wait for teams to be announced via Twitter, or whatever it happens to be. So if you're missing out on that aspect, it's something that you aren't able, you're not able to engage as much as you would. And then I think at the end of it for the ultimate aim would be for those who've been able to get all the skills available, there's a revenue generation element which uh, could be developed for this uh, through better use of the platforms themselves or to promote uh, those who have signed up as sponsors and also to present the audience that they have. So if somebody can say, I have 500,000 uh, followers on uh, Facebook, I have 250,000 on Instagram, whatever that happens to be, it quantifies uh, their reach and it also can have aspects and benefits for revenue generations for the member associations. So I see it from those three elements, corporate identity, communication, and potentially as the end goal, some sort of revenue generation as well. I think performance also comes into uh, into uh, the equation as well, because the whole idea of digital skills is to provide the additional skill sets to mm. better shape the uh, the skills that the member associations staff have on the ground, and you know by providing not just education of which you know we have something like eleven hundred e learning modules in all different aspects at all different levels of, of digital skills. But we also supplement that then with uh, live masterclasses from from the best in class uh, operators. Meta have been on recently, and Meta came on to deliver a live session, um, which was scheduled to be for for an hour. And um, they were delivering this on how to protect your athletes in in the digital ecosystem, and also how to best use video in in the reels um, as part of of their Facebook and Instagram platforms. What we found was when that masterclass finished, the participants who were there to learn stayed on the session for an hour longer. And we suddenly wow. saw peer-to-peer -peer learning kick in, which we'd never That's even great. thought of. And it's all, and, and, and everything is based on learning, sharing, and, and bettering your own performance. So if we can see the members on the ground uh, or the staff on the ground for the members performing better in the areas of digital, you know, it, it's it's only one direction that this is going to go and it's it's going to go up in terms of performance for the member associations. That's great. I love that. Um, question that I want to forward to Solo also again. Um, firstly, we're talking about this whole platform, which is great and innovative, but outside of the MAs, 
is it accessible to anyone else? If so, how is that process? Um, yeah, explain more that process, please. So internally, I think uh, the, the Dave, uh, Ekta, and the team have been quite generous. Our immediate touch point is, as you would understand, the member associations themselves. So yeah. we had a registration uh, system and a registration link where we asked each of the member association general secretaries who are uh, our day-to-day -day contact to say, mm -hmm. can you recommend a project leader for this, as well as four to six uh, participants for the program? The four of them, we could immediately register them. And then for the five, fifth and the sixth one, it would be based on availability. And our yeah. member associations have gone in that manner. And what we did say to them is, uh, we realized that within your own structures, as a general secretary, you might not have the time to do this. It's not your core duties to be involved in yeah. something that's marketing related. So please make your marketing director, potentially the, um, the contact person, the project leader. And then from the four to six other uh, registrations that you have, you have the potential to recommend people within your uh, federation for your leagues, male or female, or even someone representing your sponsors. So we've given sort of uh, the mandate to our member associations to do that. We've also tried to bring benefits to our own stakeholders. Some of mm -hmm. you might be aware that we've got a, uh, an MOU with CAF and the African Union. So we've invited mm -hmm. CAF to be a part of it. We've also invited uh, the African Union Sports Council to be a part of it and for each one of their regions as well to add someone to, to be there. So those are the initial steps that have been taken. Uh, I'd have to defer to my colleagues if there's more that can be done, I guess, depending on the initial registration and how it's going uh, to involve yeah. more people and how we can go about that. But uh, we tried to reach out to member associations and gave the member associations the possibility to recommend people within their own football ecosystem as well. And there have been developments yeah. since then, Solomon, just to, to try and fill right. in a few right. more pictures. So, so we have the member associations, we have other stakeholders that Solomon's mentioned. We've already mm -hmm. had approaches from non-footballing bodies, other sporting bodies, okay. to ask if they can, they can be involved and if, if they can themselves um, start utilising digit, what digital skills offers. Uh, and we're looking at that right now and there's, there's, there's no reason we find um, other than some administrative work we have to put in place in the background that we can't roll this out outside of football, but our core focus has to be our members. That's what Digital Skills was designed to do to, to, to benefit the football federations around the world. But right now we have five football federations who aren't members of FIFA, but they are affiliated through other members to FIFA who have also mm. joined uh, and are part of this now. So it is already it, it is already starting to spread out beyond just our member associations. And very recently, we've just had a request, can we roll this out across the staff at FIFA itself? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it was designed to purely be a service uh, and a capacity building project for our members, but it is now spreading much wider than that. That's good to hear. Um, so I think hopefully, Brian, that's answered your question. I also think Lydia, um, Solomon answered your question in terms of, you know, uh, how do we get staff on the platform to benefit from it? Um, similar question, but I wanted to slightly touch on, similar to what um, Lydia mentioned, um, in terms of staff and getting them on board. How or what is the onboarding process? Um, and if so, um, what do the African MAs need to 
know or be aware of to ensure you know smooth onboarding process i think um let's uh let's go back to the first point we made which is the speed at which our africa members uh, africa-based members have have embraced digital skills uh, it's great to see but there we can improve um we have something like um, 35 members who've uh, who've registered, which means we still have a number that haven't. So we'll still you know, continue um, knocking on the door. ECTA uh, will still continue knocking on the door until we have 100% take-up rate. Uh, but the process is quite simple. Um, if the member associations haven't yet received, and they should have received circulars coming out of FIFA, other information, marketing information on digital skills, if that somehow has found its way into a, um, a junk basket or some sort of email filter has removed it from, from their, their inboxes, then just make contact with you know their contact at FIFA, whether it's the MA division or if you've already had contact with the digital services, uh, my unit, uh, or ECDA with digital skills, we just have to make contact and, and say we'd love to be part of this. And the rest will be done. It is very, very simple. That makes sense. That's great. It's always good to hear a smooth onboarding process, um, just to you know, make the user experience good. Um, also want to mention as well, or ask rather, so there's an aspect um, to the platform um, where users can actually host tailored sessions, focus on their own experience. Um, and I know you've also mentioned, Dave, previously in terms of how this digital skills platform is an integration of various offerings and, you know, there could be potentially more offerings in the future. But how does this flexibility, um, how does it aid not just the, the users, but especially you know, the African associations in terms of, in terms of the, the platform? Um, I mean, the flexibility is, is, is key to this. We have, uh, we have a recognized path in terms of the e-learning modules. We have a, a regularly scheduled uh, live masterclass sessions with, you know, this is filled out for the next couple of months ahead where we're going to be having weekly sessions. And, uh, and these have been delivered. I've mentioned the first was, was, was with Meta. But what we've, what we've started drawing into are what are called coffee shop sessions where um, the first one was was just a few days ago and we had something like 50 member associations represented where there are no masterclasses there are no experts sitting there but this is just a chance to utilize the platform and catch up and uh, shoot the breeze ask a few questions peer-to-peer uh, -peer learning again and, and we were really taken aback by the success of this so you know we, we're arranging our very own sessions where people can share stories uh, can share problems, uh, challenges that they're facing at the moment, and and again, pure purely by the power of peer-to-peer -peer learning, um, can tap into the resource that uh, other members who uh, who would normally be a participant, you know, what they can bring to to, to those sessions. Okay. Do you think that you want to chip in there? Add to what Dave just mentioned. No, I think it's described it quite well. Um, I, I'm a a grateful beneficiary of all the innovation that Dave and his team and Ekta have been able to bring up. So I 100% agree with what he's saying. Great. Okay. Probably enough from me. Let me check, ask a few questions. Um, so a question from Donald here, um, posed to Dave. So what does the roadmap look like uh, to stay ahead of the always moving digital curve? Wow, what a question. 
That's <laughs> a great question, isn't it? I suppose it depends how you frame the digital curve, what what area of digital. But in terms of, I suppose, in, in terms of FIFA Plus, yeah, um, which is the overall platform, um, which is the one that's generated at the fan-facing platform with, with all the video content, the original content, the data-driven content, etc. cetera. Um, that's ever-evolving. Um, we, we launched that soft launch in mid-April last year. Uh, the hard launch was on the 1st of November, just before the World Cup started. And mm-hmm. it's already into its third iteration. Uh, we're adding all the time. Uh, we're changing all the time. You'll see navigation change. You'll see functionality change. You'll see content change. Um, and even even the look and feel change. It's uh, it's had several different look and feels depending on, on, on what we think is needed. And the next phase for FIFA Plus, the Plus is to be fully integrated, and we're into this now, fully integrated into every manufacturer of smart TVs. Uh, we're looking at fast channels being launched. Um, so we really are not just sitting on our laurels because we have this now, this amazing digital platform. We need to see that develop itself and embrace what technology brings. So that's FIFA+. Mm-hmm. Plus. In terms of digital skills, uh, we've already discussed how that's changing and that's evolving. Uh, um, we are seeing uh, digital skills being utilized outside of where we fully imagined it to remain, which is within the 211 uh, member associations. We now have confederations asking us, can they utilize this? The zonal unions like Kasafa and Wafu um, could certainly benefit from, uh, from, from digital skills. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've had uh, stakeholders in rugby and other sports also ask us. So that's, that's how that's going to be developing. And uh, throw technology at us. We'll embrace it. We'll have a look at it. We'll see how we can take full advantage of it and, and do different things. So on, in terms of developing that curve, that's that's where we're looking to head with the two platforms. That's great. Um, if I could add to that, Gabriel, go so, uh, go I, I would say that, uh, as Dave has explained, obviously uh, we're making a lot of inroads and providing good uh, platforms, good content, all these things. On our side, from a development side, uh, obviously the product is football and its development, grassroots, uh, youth programs, everything that happens to be. But uh, we also need to see some sort of specialization in terms of the capacities of our staff. So in the same way that it's taken for granted that you will have a technical director, we want to also have, and it's not uh, mutually exclusive, we want to also have every member association potentially having a dedicated person who would look at the marketing and the communications of it. So as these opportunities become available, they do inspire organizational changes to be able to um, take advantage and to maximize and fully benefit from what FIFA is presenting. And we're there to support the member associations in this process as well. Yeah. And I think we could talk about 30 minutes just on this very question. Um, If you start looking more of a whole at at FIFA Plus and the strategy behind it, FIFA Plus is a fan-facing entertainment platform designed to attract football fans in to learn more about football in different parts of the world with different member associations, enjoy content. You know, we're going to be streaming up to 40,000 live games uh, this year uh, by the end of of, of 23. And these are 40,000 live football matches from all parts of the globe. Now, Africa is dominating at the moment because they're the early adopters. So people who would never be able to see football from Angolia, from Botswana, from from wherever it is, uh, Gabon, uh, Mali, Benin, um, they're all uh, 
Djibouti, they're all on FIFA Plus and live. So it's bringing exposure to areas of the game that it's never had before. We're also utilising the platform to generate revenue, brand new money that doesn't exist in football at the moment. And and 23 is all about us maximising what we're doing in terms of generating new money to feed back to our member associations because of the platform. As, re- as a result of all the technical side that we've built, um, we've discovered that FIFA Plus or the back end of FIFA Plus can power individual OTT platforms. So suddenly that opened a brand new door for us to say to our member associations, how would you like your own OTT platform to own, operate and monetize in your own marketplace? So we can now give that free of charge because of the work we've done to FIFA Plus. So there are so many parts to the to the moving puzzle that is FIFA Plus. Digital skills is just one of these that we've been able to uh, we've been able to see benefit from. We've been able to offer to the member associations. So that curve is 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 forever disappearing into the into the distance. But we're running as fast as we can to keep up with it. That's amazing. I love that. Um... And by no means this is a <clears throat> technical aspect, but sorry, Solo, were you going to mention something there? I, I was actually about to ask Dave. Like, I've, what I'm impressed by their work is they have to drive a fine line to say we're making a product which, in terms of its technological advancements, it has to be good enough for Solomon, who's in the eastern highlands of Zimbabwe, and all better connections. Uh, who's in New York. And I think they've managed to do that very well. I don't know if that limits us in being cutting edge, but definitely I know that it's appreciated that we can make something that has some sort of common denominator that those with lots of knowledge, lots of technology and fans in other parts of the world can enjoy it at the same time with those who might have challenges, infrastructural challenges like data and connectivity. Yeah, and, and we were fully aware of that challenge when we were sitting down two and a half years ago and designing whatever this was going to be, uh, which has turned out to be FIFA Plus. So we were talking about if we're streaming all of these uh, competitions from all parts of the world to all parts of the world, we've got to ensure that what we're offering is 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 available in all parts of the world. So, for example, we scale the video on FIFA Plus, uh, which will auto-detect what the connectivity's uh, connectivity level is like at the receiver's end. So you know, we stream a football match in HD quality. Uh, it can be received in HD quality where you have great connectivity. But in those areas where you don't have great connectivity, it will downscale the quality of that video so you're not suffering from, from buffering. Yes, the quality of the picture will drop because we are delivering it at a lower bit rate. Uh, but at least you'll be able to watch your football match without that horrible wheel going round and pausing the game and waiting to see um, whether or not the uh, the penalty was converted uh, because um, because it's buffering. So uh, we were conscious of all those challenges because we're serving 211 members in all mm. parts of the world. I love that. <clears throat> That's amazing. Um, I want to ask a few more questions, but something that I just want to touch on based on what you said. Um I think from what we just discussed now, it's quite key, um, the accessibility um, that the FIFA Plus platform is offering. Um, <clears throat> because as we all know, if we have more people 
have the opportunity to actually access sports and see, you know, the benefits both socially, socially and economically, then in the future, that's a great, because it safeguards the sports and brings more people into it. And know FIFA really want to engage more, um, and their regional federation, especially CAF, engage more with their people and, you know, with their young demographic, especially um, on the continent in Africa. Um, and also what Solomon mentioned as well in terms of the MOU that FIFA have with CAF and the AUSC, I think it's this platform, Digital Skills, really allows the opportunity for uh, better cohesion and alignment between those different stakeholders who are maybe trying to face the same issues, but they don't know that, okay, these guys are facing the issues as well. But this platform will provide the opportunity for them to come, collaborate, uh, and become aligned on what they're doing. Um, a question I want to ask, just based on that, and I know we touched on it already, maybe in terms of the... Um, the question I want to ask is just the hurdles, but I know we touched on it already in terms of, you know, connectivity, um, offering issues, which in the early stages, you, you've, you know, you've seen that you've put barriers in place to overcome that. But specifically for uh, African member associations, what other um, maybe issues or hurdles does this platform help overcome that potentially African MAs may face? That's to both of you. So maybe Dave, you can go first, maybe Sola can jump on after. I was going to let Solo go first because I seem to be uh, t hogging the time here. Um, <laughs> it brings, uh, look, it brings many benefits. Um, mm -hmm. what, something we became um, obviously aware of a few years ago is we have this unique position being FIFA. And that position is being, if you like, the global guardian of, of, of football. So what can we do finding ourselves in that position that can benefit members all around the world. It doesn't just have to be uh, our Africa-based member associations. And it became apparent there's many things we can do that our, our member associations can't. And that could be because of lack of resource, uh, lack of opportunity, certainly lack of finance. Um, so we, we took it upon ourselves to, you know, to be able to uh, roll out these initiatives, whether it be FIFA Plus, whether it be digital skills, whether it be OTT platforms, whether it be whatever it happens to be, content creation. Um, we realised we were in a position to be able to do this. And and that's against a backdrop of 85% of our member associations are not uh, the Germanys, are not the yeah. Brazils, are not the United States. 85% of our member associations may not have that full-time media person sitting in the office of, yeah. of, of FA Towers. Um, so we've been trying to take that um, uh, that challenge away by us being able to provide content, by us being able to provide platforms, by us being able to provide resource for the members to utilize themselves in whatever way they want to utilize it. We can give them the technology, we can give them the backbone, we can give them the platform, and then we work with them to shape how they need to use it. So. There would probably never be, a lot of our members would never be in a position to be able to have this technology and these types of platforms at their disposal yeah. if they were to want to do it themselves. Yeah, fantastic. Solo, any, any thoughts on that? I think we've lost Solo. I think he's dropped off his, his connectivity in the Highlands has let him down. Uh, he has. Okay, he's back now. One second. Yes, sorry. Solo. I was back. I, I missed David, um, Dave's part, so uh, apologies uh, for that. I dropped off. No Carry worries. on anyway, Solo. Go on, you can repeat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I just want to know, ask you as well as Alex, Dave, um, some of the um, hurdles or challenges African MAs will face and how the platform helps to overcome that. Um, we touched on 
previously uh, data connectivity and avoidance of the, the buffering if people are watching the people plus uh, platform so I want to pose precisely what are some of the current challenges uh, African MAs are facing which this platform will help to overcome okay can you still hear me yes we can hear you image is frozen but we can hear you okay thank you lost yeah, okay, no worries. <laughs> when um, Solo joins again... I'd like to ask well, you a question, if I can, Gabriel. Go for uh, it, sure. For, 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 those, for those who are with us uh, on this session, um, we've talked all the way through from the start about how our Africa members um, are the early adopters, how they are leading uh, around the world in the utilisation of, of FIFA Plus and digital skills. Um, two, of our, two of our Africa members are leading um, whichever metric you look at in terms of digital skills, two of our, our, our members, um, one and two are, are predominantly from the Africa uh, continent. I'd just like to ask the question, and if somebody wants to try and suggest, try and guess who it could be in the comments section, but which of the African members, which of the African countries do you think is utilizing this platform the most? I'd be interested to see where, you know, are, are we going to be looking at... Um, Sub-Sahara, are we going to be looking right the way down towards the southern end of, uh, if you like, Kasafa territory? Um, or are we going to be looking at, at North Africa, uh, the, you know, the football powerhouses, as, as some people describe them? So which of our African members, which African country, nation is topping the charts in all the metrics for utilising digital skills? It'd be okay. good to see how what do, people have to say. How do you know one? And of course, I, I, won't, I won't hide it. I'm only, asking, I'm only asking for the... <laughs> For the, for the number one, but uh, okay. you can suggest. So Uganda has come in, Ghana and Kenya. Nigeria, South Africa. All names I expect to be on that list. <laughs> Egypt. Egypt, South Africa, yep. <laughs> Maybe we can just leave it for 60 seconds yeah. for a few more suggestions. We can uh, we can chat through another couple of questions and yeah, then we'll give I'll the answer. Um... There's a good question um, that came in. Let me try to find it. All right, it's from Donald again. So we've mentioned, um, of course, the platform. What skills or will skills learned or earned on the platform be recognized as part of a formal FIFA qualification? Um, or is it just skills that they learn and then they implement it for their day-to-day -day businesses and operations? No, it's it's quite formalized, actually, the learning. So we have completed the, the learning loop uh, in terms of the modules that, that are taken by um, by the staff of our members. So somebody will sign up to take uh, an e-learning module. Uh, yeah. That learning um, and the time spent on the module is tracked. Um, there are um, simple examinations um, as we go through the learning module, just so the, 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 the participant, the learner can, can gauge how successful they're being in, on, in, in the path of the education process. Um, and then at the end, um, if successfully passed the, uh, you know, if you like the final exam of, of, of the session that's, that's been taken and consumed, if that's successful, then certification is, is, is awarded. So oh, initially, everybody who completes a module gets FIFA certification. But what we've also built into this is the likes of Google and Microsoft certification on specialized areas. So um, it is something you can come away from digital skills with a, a real piece of paper. That, that means something. 
Great. That's yeah. That's really useful. <clears throat> People actually coming away with it um, and having yeah. something tangible. Yeah. So you could become a you could become a Microsoft or a Google certified um, uh, learner user, and uh, and that, that can prove valuable. Yep. Um, Should we put people question. out of their misery then? Yeah, just, that's what I was going to... Just to finish, because the, uh, the countries are coming in and it's interesting. I haven't seen anybody with the right answer yet. Um, no. Uh, second place is Gabon, which is very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. so, so Gabon are a, a real adopter of this e-learning platform. But I was really surprised when I saw this and I asked Hector to, to send me the stats before we did this session. Somalia is the biggest user of digital skills around the world. And this is in every possible uh, metric you can think of. So um, numbers of hours spent on the platform, most enrollments on the platform, et cetera. So that's the answer to the question. That's great. Um, I wonder how many people would have thought of that because I, I was really new about Somalia that day time before and even I was surprised by that. Um, but it's good to see that, you know, it's not maybe the most common powerhouses, but that we've actually seen it, you know, yeah. across, across Africa. Just and just while we're talking metrics, just to give you some background, I've just pulled some figures out, like I said, uh, beforehand. Um, and we tend to look at things from a FIFA perspective because of our footballing background. We look at the six, the six confederations around the world. So from CONCACAF and CONMEBOL across the Americas through UEFA, CAF, into AFC, Oceania. Um, and CAF is leading the way um, in, in all areas. So number of learning hours, 40, over 47% of all learning hours are being consumed on this platform by CAF member association staff. Wow. 27% uh, are enrollments from CAF. The nearest to that is UEFA on 22.5%, so that's Europe in second place. In terms of completion rate of the learning modules, over 37%, again, in first place, CAF followed by AFC region wow. member associations. And even participants by region, 41%, by far the biggest slice, CAF again. So it just gives you an indication of how the uh, the Africa-based member associations are embracing this digital skills platform. That's great. That's good to hear. Um, the appetite, the willingness mm. um, to learn and to develop and improve operations, I guess. That's, that's actually um, amazing. I'm trying to see. So I think Sunman's having connectivity issues. So it's just going to be to it uh, the both of us for now but we're almost done so we'll wrap up soon um just looking through any more questions to ask um and position okay there was a question about data and data is very important yes uh, i'm just scrolling up now because i asked that question we've had an awful lot of people guessing to see the countries from um, alidu right yes alidu Cool. That's um, an important part of the digital economy. Absolutely it is. And data is supremely valuable and yeah. often overlooked. Uh, and not just, uh, I know we're, we're very much framing this to do with, with how Africa is embracing the platforms, but mm -hmm. right around the world, um, data is hugely valuable. Now we utilize data in, in a number of ways. We utilize data in powering uh, the FIFA Plus platform. We use data in giving us the feedback on how well the uh, digital skills platform is uh, is being utilized. Now, it's important to say that we don't we don't use personalized data. Um, obviously, we have GDPR regulations yeah. across Europe, et cetera, um, which, which, which preclude us from doing that. But um, one thing we have noticed is uh, right around the world, 
is is how many of our member associations, the majority of our member associations, did not seem to have an understanding of the value in data, maths data, um, user data, and even anonymized user data of platforms. So that's that that forms a, a central core to what we're trying to do. And data can be monetized. We're not talking about sending advertisements to email addresses because we've gathered them. We don't. We've got to anonymize all the data that we use. But we're talking football match data. You know, the simple things like red cards, yellow cards, goal scored, goal scorer names, team lineups. That has true value. So a, a, a big part of what we're trying to do is to also provide education to to the stakeholders within the sport to to protect their data, to protect their data yeah. rights, to be able to look to monetize that. Because that is going to be even more and more important as the years roll on. It's going to become more. It's it, it it's almost as valuable now as um, as your broadcast deals uh, around the world. Mm, that is so true. Um, even similar. Another question. I'm going to pose you just based on what you said. Um, what support, if there is any, what support does FIFA offer to maybe sports news networks? in generating local content and broadcasting FIFA content? Maybe um, is that something that FIFA Plus offers or maybe something that can be done in the future? Wow, great question. Um, I mean, let's not, we, we can't, um, we can't fall too far from our core purpose, which is yeah. to serve our members, uh, to, yeah. to serve our immediate stakeholders. And, and FIFA is responsible for, um, to providing support to its 211 members around the world and also then, you know, just the wider football family um, with assistance to our confederation partners, zonal unions as well. So that that's where our core focus is. But in terms of broadcasters, it was interesting to see we've just been streaming live into 233 countries on FIFA+. Plus. The playoff qualifiers for the Women's World Cup, which were in New Zealand, and that's why I've got bags under my eyes because I'm fresh from traveling from uh, from Auckland and, and the jet lag is kicking in. But what was really interesting to see is a U.S. broadcaster suddenly utilizing in their news bulletins um, action that was streamed live on FIFA Plus. And we could tell it was ours because there's the bug, the watermark in the top right-hand corner. So, yeah, it's very difficult for us to be able to to offer direct support outside of the football family. But, you know, there's one example of how news networks are already... Uh, turning to FIFA, uh, FIFA Plus to, to gain some level, even though it's indirect support. That's good. And for someone else asking, yes, we will share this recording when it's done. I uh, appreciate this is probably people's lunch hours. Um, so we'll be wrapping up soon. Maybe just a few more questions. Really appreciate your time, Dave. Thank you so much for your insight, your knowledge, um, sharing about FIFA Plus and also the digital skills platform. Um, and obviously with Solo when he was here, um, how he how this can or how it does help um, the African member associations. Um, in terms of, so we've spoken about, you know, it's innovation, uh, the tech and the, and the problem that it's solved. Uh, a key aspect, of course, is educating, you know, educating MAs and other stakeholders um, involved, um, potentially outside football, as you mentioned as well. Um, and now, on the continent, in Africa, um, there aren't, you know, a plethora of sports-specific uh, educational institutions or programs that are, how can I say, catered to the African market. So, with this new FIFA Digital Skills Platform, you know, how can, how can it help accelerate growth 
and development um, in Africa, especially, you know, the whole digitalization of things. Yeah, I think it goes back to what Solomon said in, um, towards the early part of this session is, um, is uh, investing in your team, investing yeah. in individuals, investing in, in staff members. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, it would be so easy for us just to provide a, an e-learning platform, live masterclasses and, and, and just, you know, just offer it generally across the board. Um, what they're designed to do is, is, is to invest uh, expertise, um, to instill a, a learning environment where people can grow and develop personally. And, and from the skills and the knowledge that's been learned um, on this platform, and, and hopefully it will encourage people to go beyond this platform and continue their learning journey. It's not just all about learning you know, what you pick up on, on the, on the FIFA digital skills program. It's outside of that as well as an individual, but what pieces you are able to put together um, to better your performance, to better your knowledge, better your understanding, um, increase your, your, your operability as, 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 as a key member of a, a member association. I think, you know, that's, that's where the investment comes so yeah. they perform better, teams perform better, member associations perform better, and it's uh, it, it's just building a strong platform then to go from. Great, yeah, it's really exciting, especially just the opportunities that this brings and how it can raise the level of um, you know competence and output. Um, a question that Brian did ask previously, previously as I'm scrolling through, um, just to pose it, just to see. So predominantly, this, this is for the MAs. Um, Solo mentioned that, you know, potentially other stakeholders as the African Union uh, potentially will have access to it. Um, but for example, if a organization outside of an MA, um, how do you, is there a process or a place that maybe they can maybe register their interests or see if they can apply to gain access to, to the platform? Um, yeah, good one. Um, I think, and, and I've just picked up on something here, just for those who are on the session with us, may not understand what MA is. This is FIFA speak, isn't it? This is Sorry, yes. member association. So if we, if we drop into MA, it means federation. It means football association. It's as simple as that. Um, but outside of that, it, it's, it's pretty difficult right now. Um, mm -hmm. we, you know, every seat that is used in the Digital Skills Academy comes at a cost. And there is a limited budget for, for yeah. what we can provide. So we can't just roll it out um, uh, wide open across um, all areas of sport. Right now, it's a, it's a platform that's been provided for our, our football federations, um, our member associations. Our member associations um, certainly have the ability to open this up wider. So... Uh, we've got one uh, in the AFC region. We've got one member who came to us and said, this is great for our team, but what about my provincial federations? What about mm -hmm. my, my state federations? Can they utilize this? And absolutely. So we provide a number of seats per federation, per member association. What they do with it is their decision locally to be made on how they think it can be best utilized and where these these sessions this this capacity building is most needed in their in their area so yeah. so yes it, it can be rolled out wider than just the member association but it really is down to that to that to that federation 
to, to determine where it goes to. Uh, in the future, we've already mentioned about widening the scope of this. Um, there is potential for uh, offering this outside of football uh, to other sporting bodies. Um, clubs could get involved, uh, but that's all for the future. Great. And you know, that's it, because I was just about to ask you what's next, but you've just answered that um, accordingly to what the end of your answer just then. Oh, um, what's next? Yeah. It, it'll never finish. It's 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 digital. It's it's, yeah. it's forever evolving. So for FIFA Plus, what's next? Um, a lot more connectivity or um, distribution, I should say, in terms of smart TVs, devices, fast channels, um, additional platforms. You know, we're available in 12 languages at the moment. Will that be extended? I'm sure we're looking at that very closely. In terms of digital skills, we want more members involved. We want more participants. I think we have just short of 700 participants actively registered on the platform at the moment. There is scope to increase that. Um, there's certainly scope for us to develop our live sessions as well beyond that and utilize the platform outside of what we're doing. So could this platform be used in other areas of training? Well, we're currently you know, actively looking at that right now. So it could become more of an offering than just digital, but it's digital yeah. at the moment. Great. Dave, thank you so much. Despite your jet lag, you are extremely insightful of a FIFA Plus and FIFA Digital Skills. Solo in your haven in Zimbabwe, thank you also for joining. Really do appreciate it. Um, and to everyone who has joined, I know there's so many questions, but we'll have a limited amount of time. Um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We hope that you have found this uh, insightful and knowledgeable and yes, we will share the audio uh, and visual recording of this afterwards as well. Um, but once again, thank you for joining. Um, and we appreciate it. Thank you for engaging with us in the series in general. Um, so yes, until the next time, thank you very much and take care.